This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 7. My name is Mike Bachman. I am your host. And guys, if you thought last week was chaos, if you thought last week was calamity, let me tell you something. You ain't seen nothing yet because the highly anticipated Chicago street course, the race, is finally here. After months and months of anticipation, we will finally get probably one of the biggest, most highly anticipated NASCAR events of recent memory. And we're going to break down betting angles of the uncertainty that is to come. But before we do so, we will break down the Tennessee Lottery 250. Ringer, ringer, dinger, dinger from Nashville Super Speedway. Recap the bets. Take a look at some of the implications that followed that happened during the week. And then, of course, we will preview the Loop 121 and try and find an edge for this race. So I hope you guys have found somewhere comfortable to enjoy with your favorite adult beverage, of course. So let's get into this thing, beginning with A.J. Allmendinger. Congratulations to all of you that had A.J. Allmendinger in the outright around 22 to 20 to 1. Big payday. And for A.J., it wasn't so pretty. Uh, he was caught up in some in some trouble, but sometimes that helps you. And you know, AJ certainly had a little bit of an inherent arrow advantage uh, based on some of the damage he did get from 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 spinning out, from being in a wreck. Some drivers like Cole Custer were very vocal about this. Did not think it was fair, but look, that's a call NASCAR makes. That's not something that AJ did deliberately. That is just a factor of being caught up in a wreck and you're able to fix the car and boom. Sometimes you might get a little bit of an added advantage because AJ Allmendinger had a friggin' rocket uh, at the end of this race and, I mean, drove all the way to the front uh, with no problem and nobody had, a, nobody had a chance for him. So really happy for AJ and for all of you that backed him in the outright market, congratulations to you. You know, it's been well, it's been well documented how awful AJ Allmendinger's Return to the Cup Series has been this year. He now has two wins in Xfinity in three starts this year. First, second, and first, pretty damn good. He continues to wreak havoc in this series. And, you know, I, I mentioned last week about just the adverse conditions, how hot and slick 
it was and just how uncomfortable these drivers were going to be in the cars with you know temperatures reaching 135 sometimes 140 degrees inside the cockpit of these cars and AJ Allmendinger is a driver that has raced in some severe conditions before uh you know we talked about how his cool suit failed at the Indy Road Course still came away with a solid finish we talk about last year at at Nashville where you know he was talking about how his his heel was on fire and you know still came away with a solid finish so AJ has has battled in conditions like this whether that helped him win the race or not that's up to the individual but nonetheless he is the one there standing in victory lane has to be a massive confidence booster especially for him entering Chicago as probably the favorite not the betting favorite but has to be the favorite across just driver across experience and what he could potentially do uh to maybe punch his ticket into the cup series playoffs i do not know but you know that's for that's for cup we're going to stick it with xfinity here uh and we talk about chaos this race here at nashville was chaotic uh it was i mean it felt like it was never going to end or those first two stages were never going to come to an end we had nine cautions with 83 laps left there were five cautions in this race uh, just a year ago so you know they flirted with the record of 11 we had a green stage three but when I put my plays out when I had made my betting card I was banking on long run speed I'm not gonna lie you know this race this track was hot and slick last year but the aggression level this year was just so amped up for some reason you know and from the drop of the green flag drivers were just trying to get every little inch out of these cars dive bombing them trying to stick it uh to the apron where it just wasn't happening just no grip these guys sliding up into one another and just wrecking each other and taking each other out and more times than not that hurt the betting card <laughs> uh but you know that's just a product of racing man uh in some in some case in some cases it might help you uh but other other times you know it'll hurt you and we got burned a little bit but, you know, we were still able to walk away with a little bit of an advantage. And, you know, let's take a look at the betting card now, actually, and take a look at some of these plays. Uh, we'll start in the outright market. I'll be honest, I did not have A.J. Allmendinger outright. We talked about him on the show. I, I'm kicking myself, believe me. But uh, I, did, I did not think he was going to win that race. I thought he'd have a top three car, which he obviously did. Um, but I did not pick AJ to win the race, even at his price and bonehead move on my part, probably. Uh, but still we were able to get a little bit of AJ with a top three at six to one. So we were able to cash that, but let's stick with the outright market. We had Justin Allgaier at six to one. He finishes 15th. Allgaier was one of those drivers from the drop of the green flag that was caught up in a mess. And when you're having to climb back you know, from lap one, that's just not a recipe for success. So it was unfortunate. Allgaier was ridiculous in this race just a year ago and thought he was going to have the long run speed to be able to contend and be able to compete again. Uh, he was certainly going to be the driver that guys were probably going to have to go through. But unfortunately, lap one, crash. <laughs> uh, was still able to finish 15th, but that doesn't matter. John Hunter Nemechek, plus 800. He finishes sixth. Again, just didn't really have race winning speed. You know, that 20 car has kind of been, is kind of bottomed out, kind of flatlined a little bit uh, from race winning trim. So 
unfortunate. Uh, but we also had Sam Mayer at 18 to 1, a bet I still love. Finished third, highest running junior motorsports driver, but another guy I was looking at uh, for long run speed, especially in practice. He seemed to do the best uh, when it came to, you know, having laps on your tires. And, you know, Sam Mayer at one point was leading this race, was challenging. And certainly looked like he was going to have a car to be able to contend and compete for that first win. You guys know how much I love Sam Mayer. You guys know how much I talk him up on this show week in and week out. And I'm going to continue to do so because he's super talented. His time is coming. And he's still going to he's going to continue to be priced in this 15 to 20 to 1 range on a week-to-week basis. Uh, so one of these weeks, you know, we're going to cash a Sam Mayer outright. I, I have confidence in it. It's probably not going to be this weekend. Um, but it'll certainly come at some point just knowing the talent that this kid brings and how good he is at adapting to, you know, race conditions. Uh, so I was happy with that bet, even though we didn't get it 18 to one, I would have taken again, talked about the AJ Allmendinger top three. We cashed that at six to one. As far as top fives, we had Justin Allgaier at plus 100. That obviously doesn't cash. And we also had Carson Hosovar, top five, plus 350. Hosovar was, again, another victim of you know early calamity. Looked to have a car that was going to be borderline top five, if not top five, was running really well and just getting caught up in a mess. Uh, so that was destroyed. When it comes to the head-to-head market, we were one for three on our matchups. We cashed Sam Mayer, plus 110, over Sammy Smith. We missed out on Brandon Jones, plus 105, over Sheldon Creed. And we also missed out on Carson Hosovar, minus 105, over Chandler Smith. Props to Chandler Smith, man. Uh, Had the car of the day. Looked like he was going to be well on his way to winning this thing. But, you know, unfortunate that, you know, things happened and kind of ends just like Las Vegas did for him, uh, where he's on the outside looking in, not in victory lane, of course. Um, But... We didn't have any Chandler Smith stock, so I wasn't too mad about that. But big congratulations to AJ Allmendinger again and to all you that backed him in the outright. Big payday for you. Let's talk implications now because NASCAR came out with some penalties and NASCAR came out and penalized Sheldon Creed for intentionally wrecking Sammy Smith on lap 69 during this race. Now, real time... This did not look like an intentional wreck. Knowing how difficult it was to stick to the bottom, knowing how guys were getting out of shape, running up into others, it it honestly seemed benign. But NASCAR, they looked into it. They deemed that the radio communications from the number two team, that this wreck was intentional. And by God, when we found out these radio communications does not get much more intentional than this. Creed's radio, quote, the 18 is trying to get wrecked. I'm calm, but I mean this nicely. If he holds it on my door on entry like that again, I'm going to slow down and turn right. And the team responds, they will bust your ass for that. And what does Sheldon Creed go ahead and do? He goes and wrecks Sammy Smith, which killed our Brandon Jones matchup ahead of Sheldon Creed but also helped and helped us cash our Sam Mayer matchup uh, over over Sammy Smith. So thanks, but no thanks, Sheldon Creed. But honestly, what an idiot. What an absolute idiot to be on the radio like that and to be like, hey, I'm going to wreck this guy because he's, he's driving me down on the apron. 
and your team is literally telling you don't do that, don't be an idiot. Because now, you know, they dock you 25 points. They fine you 25000 Like, you're still looking for a win. And based on your luck this year, you're not getting it. And when you have Austin Hill, your teammate, who is right there in the big three, when you take a look at him, Allgaier, and John Hunter, three wins, he is circling Sheldon Creed right now. And, you know, Creed's got to put his money where his mouth is. Um, wins are not going to come easy for him. And racing like that, just being careless on the radio, like he could have avoided this. Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> it's not that hard, um, but unfortunate. Uh, nonetheless, that was you know the big the big news that came out just just a couple of days ago. Um, didn't necessarily hurt Creed too much in the point standings. Uh, he is now ninth instead of eighth. But still, when winning is tough to come by, when Creed has had as much bad luck as he has uh, this year. You got to clean it up, and you just can't be making dumb mistakes like that, especially when your team is literally telling you no. Um, so probably didn't go over well, but regardless, uh, just poor judgment by Sheldon Creed, and you know NASCAR did did the right thing. So let's now officially put Nashville in the rearview mirror and look ahead to the Loop 121 here at Chicago. The Xfinity Series is going to be the first cars to hit the track. They're going to set the stage for the entire weekend, and they're going to set the stage for this entire event. As I said earlier, this is probably the most highly anticipated event that NASCAR has put on in quite a long time. Nobody has any idea what to expect from this race. Uh, But let's take a look at the race details here. This is race number 16 of the year, 55 laps in this one with stages going 15, 15, and 25 respectively. 43 cars are entered for the race, five of which will not make this event. No Cup Series drivers dipping down to race. Being it's a new track, NASCAR deems that as an unfair advantage uh, for Sunday. So we have a ton of quote-unquote road course ringers entered in this race. And some of them we might be talking about in a little bit when we break down the bets. But let's take a look at some of these drivers that are entered for this race. They said Cup Series drivers couldn't be entered, but they didn't say anything about Cup Series owners. We have Justin Marks, Trackhouse Racing, former Xfinity Series driver, who will be piloting the number 10 for Colleg Racing. We have Connor Mozak, who is going to be jumping in the number 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing this weekend. Uh, We have... Parker Chase, who's going to be filling in the number 24 for Sam Hunt Racing. Andre Castro is going to be in the 34 for Jesse Awuji. Alex LeBay is in the 35 for Emerling Gase Motorsports. Alex Gannett, Canadian driver from the NASCAR Pinty Series, is in the number 36 for DGM Racing. Who else we got? Preston Pardis is in the number 50 for Pardis Racing. Uh, Brad Perez in the 53 for Emerling Gase Motorsports. Dawson Cram is in the number 74. Miguel Paluto is driving a fifth junior motorsports entry, the number 88. Dexter Bean in the 91 for DGM. And Brent Sherman, Illinois native, will be driving the number 28 for Ryan Sieg. We have There are so many drivers entered in this race. Not knowing how this is going to play out, I don't even know if there's necessarily a right or wrong way to attack this race because nobody has any friggin' clue 
what's going to happen until that until that green flag drops. But the way that this track is designed, we have seven 90-degree turns. A lot of very long straightaways. Driver's going to be carrying a ton of speed going into some of these corners. You know, one car spin can turn into a 20-car parking lot. Uh, a lot of great cars could be taken out early in this thing. And you can have a driver that's priced at like 100 to 1. That's like, you know, obviously not as, not as well, I mean, Eric Almarola, you know, perfect example. Uh, but still, you can have one of those drivers that just comes through, survives, and and wins this thing. So we're going to be looking a little bit all over the map here. And we're going to be throwing darts, hoping that hoping that we get a bullseye. Uh, you kind of look at this race almost like a super speedway in a sense, I would say, just because you, you just don't know. You, for me, you're banking on experience. You're banking on drivers that race well on road. Uh, and, and in some of these guys that are that are doing this one-off for this event, I think that there's an advantage, and I think you can make a case for some of them. So what do you say we take a look at some of the bets from matchups to props and outrights, uh, and I'll give you some that I do like. I've, I have not bet much. Um, I've only got one play so far in the outright market that I will talk about, uh, but let's look at some matchups for this race and see where we can gain an edge uh, on Saturday. Firstly, I'm looking at Josh Berry, minus 110, versus Chandler Smith, minus 120 on DraftKings. And I'm rolling with Josh Berry here in the eight car. On road courses this year, Berry is two and one against Chandler Smith. He was ahead of this matchup at Sonoma before having issues, car stalled, what have you. But the fact of the matter is, is that Josh Berry is a higher true performance rank courtesy of winTheRace.info on road courses than Chandler Smith does this year. And Josh Berry, you know, he might talk about how he hates running road courses, but he's pretty damn good at it. Uh, he's very consistent, always seems to find, you know, he throws his hat in, in it at the end of these things. And Berry, I feel like, has kind of just been hovering. You know, obviously, massive news of him joining Stuart Haas Racing and Cup next year. But in terms of how it's been in Xfinity, he's been consistent, but he hasn't really been a factor. He's just kind of been there. Uh, so, you know, could this be a spot where Josh Berry, you know, well, Josh Berry just has to be there. I think he's going to do enough to, to outrun Chandler Smith here. Um, and on most other sports books outside of DraftKings, Chandler Smith uh, is actually the underdog to Josh Berry. So Berry being the underdog here on DraftKings, you know, you're dealing with sense at that point. But for what it's worth, try and get as much of an edge as you can for this one. Um, you know, so I like Josh Berry at minus 120 over Chandler Smith. That on DraftKings. I also like Austin Hill plus 100 over John Hunter Nemechek at minus 120. This is on Superbook. Doesn't matter how the race plays out. Austin Hill always finds himself there at the end. He's finished top five in five of the last six. One of those including a top five at Portland, another road course. And again, Austin Hill's not a sexy pick. Like, you know, he's not a guy that that's going to lead a lot of laps. He hasn't led a lot of laps. He hasn't won a race in a long time. You know, he came out of the gates and, you know, won, I believe, three of the first five or uh, something to that effect, and still has not found victory lane since. Um, so 
I like Austin Hill here. He's been ripping off top fives, you know, week in and week out. Uh, so for him there, I think I put him at the advantage over John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter hasn't found the same mojo on road courses as he has elsewhere so far this year. Uh, he's got a 27th place finish at Coda, 10th at Portland, 16th at Sonoma. Just hasn't had that dominating speed that we're so used to seeing. So give me Austin Hill. I like his top five number at plus 170, also on Caesars. Uh, that is a bet that I would place. And um, yeah, Austin Hill is going to get a lot of love for me this weekend. Just again, banked on consistency and how he could take care of his stuff enough to be able to be there at the end when it counts. So give me Austin Hill over John Hunter Nemechek, uh, plus 100 on Superbook. Sammy, uh, Sam Mayer, excuse me, plus 100 versus Sammy Smith on Caesars. Bet on this matchup last week. It paid off. I like it again this week. Sam Mayer has an average finish of sixth on road courses this year. Continues, again, to just be there at the end. He comes alive at the end of these races. Sammy Smith, man, his race is going to go one of two ways. He's going to finish top five or he's going to be stuck in traffic and he's going to finish 15th or wreck out. Um, I'm just not comfortable betting Sammy Smith right now. Uh, as much as I love him and think how good of a racer he is, I like Sam Mayer that much more. Uh, so we're going to continue to see growth out of this one car. We're going to continue to see growth out of this young kid. At plus money, I'm going to take this matchup again uh, for Sam Mayer over Sammy Smith. The time's coming. Like I said, it's probably not going to be this weekend, but to get plus money over Sammy Smith is is an edge that I like. So give me uh, Sam Mayer in this matchup over Sammy Smith. I'm not going too crazy in the matchups. I know I typically give like three a week. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm going to keep it this week. Um, there's really not many that I like that are available. We're not getting really many of the, the road course guys like Marks, like Paluto, like Mozak, you know, some of those more notable guys and good equipment uh, in some matchups that I've at least been able to find. Uh, but that, you know, that's 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 just, that's just that. I mentioned Austin Hill top five plus 170 on Caesars. Uh, that's a number I would take. Again, top five and five of the last six continues to be the consistency king. And uh, why not? You know, I like it. Justin Marks, top five plus 250 on Caesars. So let's talk about Justin Marks for a minute. He's trading his blazer for his fire suit this weekend. And Justin Marks brings all of the experience that is so necessary here at a track like Chicago. He's an eight-time winner in the NASCAR Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, a one-time winner in the IMSA Series, and also has one win in the Xfinity Series at Mid-Ohio, which came in the rain, might I add, back in 2016. I don't know what the weather Looks like this weekend in Chicago, but rain tires are going to be behind the pit wall. Could be another potential advantage here for Justin Marks if this thing gets a little wet. Uh, but the biggest thing for Marks here is that he's got nothing to lose. And as a team owner, you would have to believe that Marks is going to do everything that he can to get every ounce of information out of this race to help Trackhouse on Sunday, to share to Ross, to share to Daniel Suarez. Like, Marks is going to be on his horse this weekend, I think. And yeah, hasn't been in the car in, in a long time, but he's in a great car this weekend. That 10 car has found victory lane multiple times in Xfinity this year. 
And I, I just, I really like Justin Marks, the experience that he brings. So I'm going to take him for a top five at plus 250. That's probably even, that's probably my best bet on the board. Uh, my favorite bet on the board. So I like it. Plus 250 on Caesars for Justin Marks to score a top five. Let's throw some darts. Let's just have some fun. Uh, these are two drivers. And looking at some of these drivers that were entered in this race uh, in terms of, of the road course guys, two caught my eye. First being Alex Gannett. His top five number is 10 to 1 on Caesars. Why the hell not? He is a very experienced road course racer. Drives in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, a lot of experience on Canadian road. I mean, he's in a DGM car. DGM has sucked. I get that. But again, this could be a race where all of the top dogs are wrecked out if calamity ensues. And if you have these guys that buy their time to potentially just find their way to the front and survive, it could pay off. On the flip side, he could not make the race. <laughs> he he could not make the race, but I I'll be on I know nothing about this driver outside of the brief little research that I did. But you know what? In a race where I'm not really going to play with much, uh, he's somebody that I would look at for a top five. Ten to one on Caesars, have a little fun with it. Sprinkle a little half unit, whatever whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but he's certainly a driver, just understanding his background on road racing, uh, his experience in the Pinty series, uh, I think is going to fare him well. And a guy I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking at if he does make the race. Brent Sherman, top five, 14 to one on Caesars. This is a good juju play and anything can happen play. Research in Brent Sherman, he is a native of North Barrington, Illinois, which is right up the road from where this race is being had. He's in that number 28 that was just in victory lane two weeks ago with Eric Almarola. Zane Smith drove that same car to his seventh place finish at Nashville last weekend. You know, that's a decent car. I don't know if it's going to have Stuart Haas Racing backing this weekend, uh, but still, a lot of good juju there. Brent Sherman has not raced full-time in NASCAR since 2009. Yes, he has raced full-time in NASCAR before in both trucks and Xfinity. He hasn't raced in the Xfinity Series since 2007. But Brent Sherman is a driver who could potentially be a top 10 car. Why not a couple more spots at 14 to 1? I I don't I don't see why not. Uh I really don't, you know. We're worth like I said, we're throwing darts. We are we're taking shots in the dark. This is the weekend to do it. Um and again, he might not make the race. Uh but still, he's somebody I would look at. I get a lot I just for some reason I get a feeling just 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 looking at that number and and do and researching this driver. So, 14 to 1 is a play that I'm probably going to make. Um just knowing all of that. So, you know, you take a look at some of these other guys, some more realistic plays like, you know, with Sam Mayer at plus 190, uh, Connor Mozak at plus 190. I'm looking on Caesars right now. Miguel Paluto is plus 225 um, right there with Justin Marks. So, you know, Paluto is a guy that we haven't touched on at all uh, right now. 
I don't know how much I'm going to invest, if at all, in Miguel Paluto. Yeah, he's in a junior motorsport Chevy, uh, but I'm just not feeling it. Um, you know, I might I might change my mind, but at this point in time, I don't know if I'm going to do anything uh, with Miguel Paluto. But in terms of the outright market, let's take a look. The driver that I'm going to be on and the driver that I've already played uh, is Justin Marks. Uh, he's 20 to 1 on DraftKings. I got him at 20 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, like I said, that 10 car has been to victory lane twice this year. Justin Marks is, you know, going to be on his horse, like I said. And I think with the experience that he brings, he's going to be fighting. He's in a great car. Uh, I just don't see a scenario where Justin Marks is not a factor in this race, is not up there challenging for the lead. Um, so 20 to 1, I think, is a really good number uh, for Marks. If you could maybe still get him in like the 22, if it's still available, obviously even better. Uh, but his number is definitely shrinking. He's down to 18 to 1 on Caesars uh, and a little short. He might even be shorter on some other books, but. Uh, Justin Marks is a driver I like a lot, and he is the only driver that I have played so far. Austin Hill, 16 to 1 on Barstool. Another guy. You're getting 16 to 1 for Austin Hill here. Uh, a lot of value that I really do like there. Um, so he's a guy that I'm going to be looking at in the outright market. Connor Mozak, he is 18 to 1 on Superbook. He's 10 to 1 on Caesars. So the fluctuation from books. Uh, is apparent. And, you know, Connor Mozak in a JGR Toyota, you know, he's flexed his muscles a little bit on road courses this year uh, in that 24. Uh, but in a June, in a JGR Toyota, knowing how good he is on road courses at 18 to one, if you could get that on Superbook, I would bet that, uh, you know, I'd bet it down to even 16 to one uh, on some other books as well. But, you know, he's like I said, he is all the way down to 10 to 1. He is the fourth favorite uh, behind Justin Allgaier, Sheldon Creed, and Cole Custer. Um, I would not touch those guys. Uh, Cole Custer at plus 450, I would not touch. Sheldon Creed, I would not ch touch. The only driver I would potentially give a look is Allgaier, 6 to 1. Allgaier's got three wins on road courses uh, in his Xfinity Series career, and this year, you know, fifth at Coda, he was second at Portland, seventh at Sonoma. Uh, Justin Allgaier, actually, I'm talking myself into his top five number right now. Um, if he's at plus money, that's a bet I'm going to make. Um, so I'm going to look right here on Caesars, and... Let me see. Justin Allgaier for a top five. If he's at plus money, that's a bet I would make. Uh, yes. Plus 100 is Justin Allgaier for a top five. So I will probably add that to the card um, in addition to, you know, those other drivers that I that I did put out. Uh, you expect Justin Allgaier is going to be fast, um, you know, as he is week in and week out. And on road courses, he has really been, he's been really good. He has really been really good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he's a guy I might look at, but six to one, it's just, 
you know, you're going to pay the price for those odds. But Justin Allgaier, of those top three, I would give him the best chance. When you're looking at Custer, Creed, and Allgaier, I would give Allgaier the best chance of those favorites. Parker Kligerman is a guy that we haven't talked about. Uh, 10 to 1. You could probably get him at a better price. Uh, look on Barstool where I saw him at like 11 to 1, 12 to 1. He's 11 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, but Parker Kligerman, man. Yeah, he's 12 to 1 on Barstool as well. Uh, he's a driver I wouldn't necessarily fade. You know, Parker's been on the grounds at Chicago. Uh, he obviously, you know, has his obligations with what he does with NBC as well. He's been around the track, so he probably has a good grasp of how this thing looks, how it's going to race. So, you know, Parker is another driver, maybe in the top five market, uh, I would look to. Um, but I don't know if personally I'm going to be on Parker this weekend. But again, another road course ace who brings it uh, every road course that we go to. Um, so, you know, I know I'm kind of going off the rails a little bit here, but uh, this race is going to be off the rails. So uh, let's just, before we wrap up, take a look back at some of the some of the plays that I have given out. Josh Berry, minus 110 versus Chandler Smith on DraftKings. Austin Hill, plus 100 versus John Hunter Nemechek on Superbook. Sam Mayer, plus 100 versus Sammy Smith on Caesars in the head-to-head market. Justin Allgaier, plus 100, top five on Caesars. Austin Hill, top five, plus 170 on Caesars. Justin Marks, top five, plus 250 on Caesars. And then the long shots, Alex Gannett, 10 to 1 on Caesars. Brent Sherman, 14 to 1 on Caesars for a top five. And then in the outright market, I'm looking at Justin Marks, 20 to 1. Austin Hill, 16 to 1 on Barstool. Connor Mozak, I'm going to look at 18 to 1 on Superbook. And I'm going to consider Justin Allgaier. I will consider Justin Allgaier. So. I think that's going to do it, guys. My my head is spinning uh, because I have no idea what's going to happen. But it's going to be fun. Uh, I I'm re- I have a lot of anticipation for this race, as everybody does. And uh, really, I'm excited to see what these cars can do. I hope I'm proven wrong with, you know, kind of how I feel about this race. But we will see what happens. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the program. Before we go, you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Make sure you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all of the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day, especially on weeks like this where we're going into the complete parts unknown. Uh, The guys give out great information on how to handicap and how to place your bets. So be sure to tune in every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. And be sure to follow the new NASCAR Betting Preview Show Twitter account at NASCAR BPS to stay connected. You can follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman, also on TikTok at the Mike Bach for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. I put all my plays out officially on my Twitter account. So anything that you anything that I don't that I don't talk about on this show that's on my card, uh, be sure to follow my my Twitter for that every week. But what do you say, ladies and gentlemen? We put a bow on this thing and tear down. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, Atlas Hair. 
for sponsoring the show. Use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We're headed to the Windy City, ladies and gentlemen. Let's throw some darts and hit some bullseyes in the Windy City and catch some winners in Chicago. It's going to be fun. This was a little bit more of a laid-back style podcast. Uh, But again, you know, just so much that we don't know. So we're going to do our best here. Uh, And I do think that that there is an edge to be had with some of the bets that we put out. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Stay safe. Uh, as always, you know, enjoy it. And man, let's just uh, let's get this over with. <laughs> no, let's seriously, let's have some fun. It's going to be a great one. Uh, hopefully, it's a great race. So, guys, we will be back next week to recap this one and preview the upcoming race at Atlanta. Until then, have a great holiday weekend. Happy 4th of July. Appreciate the support. As always, I'm out.